0: Hawks get dismantled by Wizards at Home, 127 to 99. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks Podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go. All right, Mikey, another... Another tough loss for the Hawks on the second half of a back-to-back. Um, in this game, they just looked uh, dis- distracted. Um, they didn't look like they had a carrier world in this one.
1: Yeah, they had they had their 100-point game scoring streak snapped tonight. Uh, just reached that 99 mark. Couldn't get over that hump. Uh, and, and you know, you mentioned, you mentioned that they seemed distracted by it. A lot of things and a lot of those could be trade rumors and now it's not an excuse necessarily for for how these guys are playing right now but you know with Adrian Wojnarowski reporting it's quote very likely that De- DeJounte Murray is going to get traded uh, everybody but Jalen Johnson and Trey Young are available these guys just look like a, um, a group of basketball players that aren't really locked in at the moment they these two losses against the Pacers without Tyrese Halliburton, and then tonight against the Washington Wizards, one of the worst teams in the NBA. It's not, not, not a great look at all. Tonight, Tim, the Wizards had the biggest lead of the season for them in this game. Just not, these guys just not locked in at the moment at all.
0: Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, for the Hawks fans out there, uh, I know uh, as for me and you, it's quite frustrating like um to see uh two games on back to backs at home in State Farm Arena for the Hawks to get blowout, that's it's unfortunate
1: especially coming off a, a a tough like tough it out win against the 76ers just a few short days ago this homestand against some some favorable matchups like the like the Pacers without Halliburton like the Wizards today um they got the Spurs on Monday these are games that the Hawks should win and should have capitalized off that win against the Sixers, but they haven't been able to. And it, the sink, the ship is just sinking further and further right now. And it's looking like a hard, hard job to to bring it back up.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the Hawks right now are, they just seem very dysfunctional. Like uh, a lot of guys disinterested and, you know, it's, uh, unfortunate, um moving into the first quarter, um Kyle Kuzma and Jalen Johnson both hit threes to start this game out, but the offense on in this game was just slow paced. um they weren't pushing the ball. everything was pretty much done in the half court um yeah, I mean it, it felt like the Hawks were settling for shots it, it was rough,
1: yeah, really in the in the very early going. Both teams couldn't get a rhythm offensively, and then you know, with with Kuzma and Jalen, kind of broke the, broke the ice for the rim for both teams. But um, one thing, one thing that was really interesting to me in the in the first five minutes or so in this game, eleven threes shot by actually in the in the first four minutes of this game combined for the Hawks and the Wizards. So neither team was really getting to the rim. But the difference there, but the difference is within six minutes a- into the game the wizards had made 4 of 8 from beyond the arc while the hawks just made 3 of 10 that was that was what allowed the wizards to get off to to a uh, pretty quick lead here uh with when they uh hit the, hit the hawks with an 11 to 5 run and went up by four 21-17
0: yeah um then they made it 27-19 um and they made 7 of their eight uh la- uh 7 of 8 of their you know shots it's one of those things where you know the Hawks' defense. We've we've talked about, and I'm glad this mic's working because uh, I think this is going to be the first time I say this. Sadiq Bay's defense in this first quarter was actually really good. Uh, the other four guys, not so much.
1: Yeah, I think last time when Kyle Kuzma he did have 30 points uh, against the against the Hawks a couple weeks ago, but it was on 30 shots. And tonight, you know, he he ended with uh, twenty with 29 points, but on 20 shots. He went 10 of 20 from the field. I thought Jalen Johnson really had um, a struggle tonight defensively and offensively, to be honest. Uh, but the, these, these streaks where teams make seven of their last eight shots, you know, against the Pacers, they had 15 of 20. Against the Pacers in Indiana a couple weeks ago, or just a week ago, actually, they had a stretch of 18 of 20. These t- are, are types of long extended runs where – it just kills the momentum. It takes the Hawks out of a game. They, they just can't keep giving up these massive types of scoring runs to the opposition.
0: Yeah, and something it reminds me of is like we always talk about how the offense kind of fuels everything. But you the Hawks have to have defensive stops. For their offense to really get going at its full potential, yeah. and really get out and push the pace, and have we, we've talked about Jalen Johnson being a transition monster, and he can't really be that if the Hawks are taking the ball out of the rim every every possession.
1: Yeah, tonight that was especially missing. It, it felt like the Hawks couldn't get out in transition at all, and uh, in comparison, the Wizards they they were in transition all night. A, you you look at the fast break points here, eight fast break points for the Hawks to a whopping thirty one for the Washington Wizards. Now that their half court offense was good in this game,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah and just to throw that out, throw that out there, that was one of our keys to this game was to slow them down in transition.
1: Yeah, their their half court offense was good in the in this game, but normally that's really not the case. Uh, Ty, I thought I thought Tyus Jones, Denny Obdia, Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma, those four guys, and also Bilal Koulibaly had a really good impact off the bench. But th- those four guys, along with Koulibaly, really, really put a hurt on the Hawks uh, early and and put it away, really, with in the middle of the third quarter. The Wizards ended up going up 30-25 to 25 after the first quarter. The Hawks shot just 29%, and Kyle Kuzma had 13 by himself at the end of the first quarter.
0: Yeah, and moving on into the second, as soon as it starts, the Wizards go on an 8-0 run to make it uh, 38-25. Um, the, the Hawks' defense, like, I, I don't want to keep, you know, talking and talking about their defense, but something has to change. Yeah,
1: I they've been playing a lot more drop lately, and that that is the, the best defensive scheme in terms of the player personnel on this roster. But even when you're struggling against uh, the Wizards playing this type of scheme, that, that just tells you that these guys just aren't focused and they're not trying their hard enough on, on that end. One guy that was trying their hardest though tonight, Onyeka Kango, I feel like he was the only guy who consistently showed uh, a lot of hustle for, for the Hawks tonight. He was dominating Daniel Gafford inside in, in the second quarter. He had, he had finished this game with just uh, an amazing impact, but – because everybody around him was just so poor, it felt like nobody had a positive impact on the game, but that wasn't the case for him.
0: Yeah. Um, the Hawks, uh, uh, oh, oh, domination. Like, I felt like this whole first first half, like, he had nine boards uh, in the first half, uh, seven of them on the offensive end. Like, he, he – <laughs> Man, I'm ready to see Anyaka in the starting lineup. I really do. I think that connection between him and Jalen uh, definitely on the offensive end. But you could tell defensively, too, that Jalen knows if OO's on the floor that he has to crash the boards a little bit harder. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm Man, I'm ready for them to to start getting the line share of minutes together.
1: Yeah, I hope so. But even with Okamu getting all these second chance opportunities, Atlanta wasn't converting them. They shot just 24% midway through the second quarter. The Wizards were at 50%, a whole 26 percentage points higher, and they were up by 10, 45 to 35 at this juncture.
0: Yeah, and both teams really struggling uh, offensively in the second. Uh, Washington was 4 of 12. Atlanta was 2 for 15. Atlanta goes on a eight to two run to cut the lead to fifty-four to forty-seven. I felt like at this juncture in the game, I was like, all right, the Hawks are gonna make a run and get back in this. And boy, was I wrong.
1: I mean, yeah, they the score, the score at halftime, it was an point lead, 58-47. Now, with how bad the Hawks shot, which was just 30% through the first two quarters, it felt like that was A little bit lucky, similar to the Pacers game last night. I mean, the Hawks were only down six at halftime in that game. Eleven still definitely a manageable score here. But the whole night, the Hawks' offense was never in rhythm. This is so strange, Tim, for this team. The highest-scoring quarter was the fourth quarter at 28 points. They never scored above 30 points in one quarter. When have you ever seen that from the Hawks this season?
0: You don't like it's just one of those things where you have to, like, tap your TV and make sure you're watching a game from the last, you know, five years, because there's really this Hawks team has ever since Trey Young's been here, have always had dynamic offense
1: no matter what. Yeah, 47 points at the half. It's a season low for Atlanta. And on the other on the other side, fifty eight points and a half for for Washington is really good. Kyle Kuzma had twenty two points. Uh, Corey Kispert coming off the bench, shooting a lot of threes, and DeLon Wright, you know, former Hawk, he was making an impact with his steals like like he did when he was here. So uh, they they really had everything going for Washington.
0: Yeah, I hate when former Hawks come into Atlanta. They always seem to have some kind of vendetta against the team, and man, they play hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, the lawn ride's no stranger to, to some hustle for sure.
0: Yeah, and um, going into the third, uh, 69-51 Wizards, um, they were getting anything they wanted at the rim to begin the second half. Uh, they went on eleven 11-4 run, and, you know, four points for the Hawks in the third quarter with seven minutes and 50 seconds left. I want to say the Hawks only had – Two points at the nine minute mark.
1: It, it was, it was that these two games combined, the past two nights, were the worst two offensive stretches of the season for the Hawks, in my mind. This beginning of the third quarter and it, in the Pacers game, it was the same thing. Third quarter, it just got this is where the game got away from them. And Quinn Snyder mentioned that in his post game conference after the game tonight that the third quarter just really got away from them. And that's been a trend. A lot of Hawks fans have, have have labeled the third quarter the death quarter, and you know it's it's unfortunate, but it's it's been a pattern. They've labeled the third quarter the death quarter, and unfortunately, it's been it's been a consistent pattern throughout the season.
0: Yeah, it's real unfortunate. Um... The the third quarter has not been nice to the Atlanta Hawks at all. Um, you know, as we move on a little bit more in the third, um, Tyus Jones uh, was killing the Hawks uh, with the floater.
1: Yeah, he was giving Trey Young a little bit of a taste of his own medicine there. I mean, he he was hitting those all night.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, they go up 82-62, the biggest lead of the game, and it, it was, you know, well, it was the biggest lead at this point of the game, but um, the guys look lifeless, and, and the the building, like, you, yeah, <laughs> they pan to the crowd, and there's this guy just sitting there with his arms crossed, like, I don't know why I paid $100 to watch this.
1: It, it's not. It's not a good look for Hawks fans. Not a good look for the Hawks players, and it's. This is just an unfortunate time. I mean, combined with all of the stuff happening with uh, outside off the court that the players have no control over the business side of basketball, the, I'm sure the fans have have a right to be fed up with with how how these guys are playing right now.
0: Yeah, you can. Even after the third quarter, you could hear a little bit of booze through, through the TV. And, you know, for me, like as a Hawks fan, I understand everybody's frustrations and something I wanted to kind of take a little off, off topic for a second. Um, there's been a lot of talks about uh, people chanting nonsense or stuff like that. But, you know, I think that, you know, whenever, you have a team that it's pretty obvious that you have a new coach, you have a new system. He wants to get guys that fit his system. So like booing the team, uh, I understand, but there there have been talks about people chanting, sell the team, like, it's pointless. I don't think that, you know, that is the way that Hawks fans should respond to this.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. You know, booing the team as, as fans, you, you can have a right to have the team's playing as poorly as they are. I don't see a problem with it. But as some fans, like you said, have been wanting to start some sell the team chants to me that that's a little classless and especially for a team that's made the Eastern Conference finals twice in the last 10 years uh, new ownership group these guys these guys are just getting going and I don't really think that it's it's fair to them to, to sell the team when the Hawks have made the playoffs in every single year they've been uh, that Tony wrestler and a lot of the same owners have been a part of the group uh, except one year I don't think it's fair to them uh, to do that when you have teams like for example the the, the charlotte hornets uh the the pistons who be, they've been irrelevant for for a way longer even though they've been you know the, their their roster in, in uh and their roster and front, front office and ownership group haven't been have been through a long period of change
0: yeah and well. um We'll go into this. It was 9971 to end the third quarter, and we'll move on to the fourth. Hawks uh, get a steal and a bogey three, make it 101.78. The, the <laughs> I feel like talking about this fourth quarter is gonna hurt because it just it man, it's just frustrating because of that third.
1: Yeah, bogey tried to will this team on a on a super comeback. He he led a 15-7 run to start that fourth quarter. He scored nine of the 15 points to start the last frame and on perfect shooting as well. But after that, uh, the the Wizards came down and won for Bilal Kula uh, Another layup from Denny Avdia, and after that, that was pretty much all she wrote. There was garbage time in this game with five minutes left. Him, uh, you saw you saw AJ Griffin, Bruno Fernando, Trent Forrest, uh, Garrison Matthews out there as well. So these these guys. Who just did not have it tonight. And that's been the second night in a row we've said this. It's it's just not it that just cannot happen to a team coming into the season had such high expectations and fans had a lot of high hopes uh, with a new coach that you know seemingly matched the way that Trey Young and and a lot of what Tony Russell wants to do.
0: Yeah, and something, you know, with the the way that um the teams constructed i think is probably maybe some of the problem like because there's plenty of talent on the ro- the hawks roster mm-hmm. but it just doesn't they don't mix well together it doesn't it's just i don't know it's just not working right now for them uh we've seen it work uh, uh, good bit in the beginning of the season when everyone was healthy like DeAndre Hunter um, Jalen was you know healthy before he got hurt but it just seems like a, a downward spiral for the Hawks right now and, and it's unfortunate
1: yeah when the Hawks went on that four game win streak uh, they got wins against the Bucs wins against the Timberwolves that seems like a, a really long time ago right now him, unfortunately
0: yeah it, uh, it definitely stings. And we'll go into the box score. Uh, Seth Lundy, Bruno, Fernando, A.J. Griffin um, all had some garbage time minutes, four minutes. Uh, A.J. Griffin uh, hit one no. He went over for 1 from deep. Uh, Bruno hit a shot. Uh, Seth Lundy hit one free throw. I mean, they – you know they're they're still, you know, uh, for guys like Seth Lundy, it's nice to see him hit the floor. It's good to see a j hit the floor. Bruno, um, you know he, he he's uh he's uh hopefully going to be getting some minutes soon.
1: It, yeah, we'd like to see those guys get some minutes in in a better circumstance here uh, soon. but Garrison Matthews in this game. He returned after that ankle sprain fifteen minutes three of six from the field, two of five from three for eight points, one assist, two rebounds. Uh, I thought Garrison was okay as far, as far as offensively, and it was rough for pretty much everybody defensively overall in this game. Uh, but I, I didn't think Garrison was was horrible.
0: Yeah, and moving on to Trent Forrest, 13 minutes, one for four from the field, two rebounds, one assist, one steal, four points. Uh, I felt like uh, – Trent was um,
1: okay. Here we got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic next. 20, 24 minutes, five of thirteen from the field, three of eight from three, two assists, three rebounds, three steals. To another high game of steals for Bogey, uh, fourteen points. That's rough efficiency from Bogey. It uh, was not good defensively, and uh, you 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 hate to see the kind of up and down thing that that Bogey's going through. He was on such a such a high road and and going at 20-point games for six in a row. And then after that, it's been a big struggle for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully, Bogey efficiently uh, gets it back together. Um, moving on to what I think could probably been the player of the game, but Anyaka uh, Konglu, 19 minutes, three of five from the field, 10 rebounds, one assist, three blocks, uh, I felt like Onyeka played an okay nine points, but him on the glass uh, tonight was really nice.
1: Yeah, especially in that second quarter, he was really the guy that I, I thought was was trying to keep the Hawks in it before it got away from them in the third. As we move on to the starters here, we'll start with Quillen Capella. He played 24 minutes, two of eight from the field. That's the, That is not the greatest there. Eight rebounds, one block, four points. Clint
0: definitely struggled in this game. Yeah, uh, definitely not Clint's best night. Uh, moving to Sadiq Bay, uh 26 minutes, uh, 5 for 13 from the field, 2 for 7 from deep, uh, 7 rebounds, 4 steals, uh, 16 points. I felt like Sadiq had a okay game. I mean, nothing great, but he was okay.
1: Yeah, I think one of the – one of the sequences that kind of took the wind out of the Hawks' sails was in that third quarter. Sadiq Bey had a wide-open three from the top of the key. He shot it, clangs off the back iron, comes right back to him. He has another opportunity for open three, and then he short irons it. And that just kind of summed up the entire night from the Hawks right there. Uh, kind of, kind of a weird sequence uh, for Jalen Johnson in 26 minutes or 36 minutes. Sorry, two of seven from the field, one of three from three. Six rebounds, three steals, two blocks, five points. One of Jalen Johnson's uh worst games of the season, probably tonight. Uh, but this was his first bad game since he's came back from that wrist injury. So just just picked a really bad night uh to be it on uh, to be on that type for sure.
0: Yeah, and moving to DeJounte Murray, 31 minutes, four of 15 from the field, one of six from deep. Um Five rebounds, three assists, thirteen points. Uh, Dejounte struggled in this one, definitely uh, from the efficiency standpoint.
1: Yeah, I think you can say that about Trey Young too. as you know he had the best counting stats on the team, so we'll give that give player of the game there to Trey. Six of nineteen from the field, two of ten from deep, seven of nine from the charity stripe. Collected two rebounds, dished out ten dimes, added a steal and a block, and then he totaled twenty-one points. Uh, the not the best shooting night from Trey. Still, still struggling a lot. And when you when you've got your backcourt shooting ten of thirty four, the way this offense is high powered between DeJounte and Trey, this can often look like the result.
0: Yeah, it's always fun to watch Trey get a block, but uh, it's never fun to watch Trey get a block down twenty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that he plus an impressive block on Bilal Kula when he tried to go up for a dunk, but yeah, not not the biggest impact play of the game when when they're down that much in the fourth.
0: Yeah, and so uh, the Hawks' next game will be MLK Day Monday. Um, it'll be at three thirty on TNT. Um, I- and that is 3.30 sharp. Um, that game always starts exactly on time. It's not normally the 10 minutes after start time. So if you're a Hawks fan and you're watching that game, it does tip off exactly at 3.30. Um, the first key to this one is make sure you have help on Victor Yama.
1: Yeah, I think my guess is that the Hawks will go with Jalen Johnson starting to starting to guard Victor Womenyama. Uh, but he, he's going to need help. Obviously, while Jalen might be stronger than Wemby, uh, Wemby has that seven foot four frame compared to Jalen's six, uh, six nine, six ten. And when he when he steps foot in that paint, there's going to be need to be a lot of people surrounding him because the Spurs half court offense, similar to the Wizards, isn't really that good. They don't take a lot of threes. So if you can streak the floor against them and kind of force them into a into uh, a weak part of their game, then the Hawks might have a chance here.
0: Yeah, and uh, key number two is get out and run. I feel like with the Hawks um, against this uh, um, Spurs team, you can, if you can get out and run and, and make Victor run, uh, I think you have great possibilities. Um, definitely with Jalen in transition, Trey shooting the three ball in transition, same with Bogey. DJ, like if you could get out in transition, you could find these guys open shots for sure.
1: Yeah, and you'll notice the theme throughout these keys, a lot of them have to do with Victor Weminyama because he's he's that good, folks. He's not playing back to backs, but he and he's only playing 24 minutes a game. He's averaging 20 and double-digit rebounds with like three and a half blocks. I mean, this dude, this dude is insane. So you've got to make him expend his energy, and you don't want the Spurs setting up their half-court defense with Wemby. Uh, sitting in that paint and making sure nobody's going to get any easy looks on the rim. So when the Hawks get get a defensive rebound, they need to look to push the ball, push the pace, and try to get up and down that floor.
0: And before they get that rebound, they need to box out. uh, the Spurs uh, do a really good job On the offensive glass Definitely with Victor, uh, Jeremy Sohan uh, Those guys um, are really good At crashing the glass Definitely on the offensive end uh, Kicking the ball out So um, that that's going to be one thing I want to see Anyaka Kongwu Still dominate the offensive glass uh, And kind of build off Of what he had uh, here uh, Tonight in this game against Washington
1: Yeah, the Spurs have a lot of energy Guys, obviously you know Victor Wembanyama is going to get a lot of rebounds, but Sohan's a hustle guy. Dominic Barlow, their backup center, he's been he's been coming on as a really good hustle guy. And he starts games when uh, when Wemmy's been out with with uh, Zach Collins sidelined. But the Spurs young team, they're going to hustle. National TV game, so they're going to want to see uh, they're going to want to see if they can be the Hawks squad that's really struggling right now. Let's see if the Hawks can find the footing on MLK Day where they've normally in the past had great success. And that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at InWizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.